Welcome to the St Albans podcast, bringing you news, views and reviews for the city and district of St Albans. Welcome along to the latest edition of the St Albans podcast with me, Danny Smith. And uh, coming up on the show this time round, we have uh, Anna from Communities First talking about uh, some latest volunteering opportunities and courses that are coming up that might be of interest. But first, let's get the latest local news from your friend and mine, the News Hound with... Uh, I, I had something there and it just went... Oh, this is something... It was alliterative. bite. That'll do. That was probably better than what I had. The, the news hound with bite that is Matt Adams from the Hearts Ad. Hello, Matt. Here I am once again. Yeah. Back for more because the people deserve it. The people demand it. They want you. They do. Yeah. They, wa- heard. they want you to regale them, to rain on them with news. So where are we going to start? All right. Well, this was quite a high profile um, story. Um, a St. Albans woman was among that group of campaigners who sabotaged the British Grand Prix. Um, they invaded the track and sat down and forced uh, the race to be halted after one lap. Um, of course, they're eventually taken off by track officials and now possibly face prosecution. But this is part of the um, Just Stop Oil campaign, which is um, demanding that government cause an immediate halt to new oil and gas projects in the UK. And they're going to continue to disrupt sports, uh, cultural events and oil distribution until this demand is met. Um, so this was Bethany Mogi was one of these. Uh, she said it was the most frightening thing she'd ever done, but she's supporting the coalition, uh, the Just Stop Oil Coalition, because she's more, even more terrified about what this government is doing to our children. Um, you know, so, you know, good intent. I'm not sure about the, the, you know, the practical side of it and whether this is the right way of going about this sort of demonstration. It's really hard, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you've got to admire her commitment and passion to what she believes in. And I know that there'll be those perhaps who won't and they'll have no sympathy whatsoever. But it's like these, you know, the people who were gluing themselves to, to the M25, you know, that, that they believe in something so passionately and, and they feel they've exhausted all other opportunities and avenues. And, and, and they, they sort of put their morals and principles before everything else in doing this. But and, did that make any difference? But that's the massive yeah, thing, isn't it? Nothing. Does it actually, in that instance, I felt like they were protesting in the wrong place because, you know, really the only people who could do anything about what they were protesting was the government. Mm. But they didn't disrupt the government, they disrupted commuters. Yeah. So, you know, w- what was the point? Because most commuters probably would have agreed with them. Yeah, exactly. And you're, you're almost going to lose that support, the popular support that you need for a campaign campaign like this by um causing that level of disruption yeah and you know yes stop you know i can you literally overnight just flick a switch and stop all all for you know forthcoming oil and gas projects probably not you know this the whole thing about you know the climate emergency is it's turning a a a very big ship um it's been on an inexorable past path onwards for decades Mm. and um whether we're going to achieve that in time uh, is anyone's guess, but you can't, you know, at the end of the day, the, the world will fall apart very quickly if you stop using the uh, existing power sources we have overnight. And there are those that are saying that this is, this is further exacerbated by the war in Ukraine as well. And, yeah. and, and that, that, that is put, you know, I think the British government are saying that that's why they're now looking to invest in oil. They're even, it's even talk about opening up a coal uh, mine, isn't there, after, after however many years of closing them yeah. um, because of the war in the Ukraine. And, mm. and, and now I know that there are people who, who are objecting to that as well and are saying that, that they're not doing enough to look into sustainable sources as an alternative to to what comes from the ukraine but yeah i mean it we need to hit the lights on this winter well yeah <laughs> really uh, and, and that, that isn't a, a guarantee anymore no and and you know fuel prices going up 
exponentially the, the the problem with yeah you know keeping our heating on keeping our lights on keeping our vehicles moving it's all difficult you know there's there's no real easy answer but does um I mean, d- does Bethany feel that that she's achieved something by doing this? I mean, yeah, you spoke I, to no, her? we didn't speak to her direct. Okay, but um, yeah, it's hard to say what you know. It will be you know these sort of things. Are they forgotten? You know, next week. I mean, is it? I mean, for a start, what she did as well is—is is it not really dangerous? Is it not putting her at risk and putting the, like people involved with the the Grand Prix at risk? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the same with the M twenty five thing. That you know, there's a great amount of risk in there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 almost like the suffragettes throwing themselves in front of race courses, isn't it? In well, a way? <laughs> and history sees them as heroes, yeah. but I'm not sure necessarily what perhaps the the newspapers of the day made mm. of their actions. Possibly yeah. a different story. Yeah, and yeah. maybe these people and the M25 protesters and so on and so forth. Maybe these people will be seen in history as as those sort of pioneers of change. But I don't know. It's difficult right now. I know. I know. So many variables to yeah. take into account. I suppose she might well think that, you know, well, we're talking about it right now. So that, that's made that an achievement. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Hearts had a, written a story about it because she's from St. Albans. Other mm-hmm. places have covered the story. So she might think it's well worth whatever trouble she's likely to get into. Well, I mean, it, it's raising awareness, but is it actually, you know, causing any tangible change? Well, I would argue not. Well, <laughs> and, and isn't one of the, the, the things is sometimes people will remember the protest, but they'll forget what they were protesting about. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I can't remember what the name of that group was that was doing the M25 thing. No, because it wasn't Extinction Rebellion, no, was it? It, it was, was a, something to do with um, sustainable housing or cladding, not cladding. Um, insulate Insul- Britain. Insulate Britain. Insulate Britain, they were called. Yeah. But, but we had to struggle to get that. Mm, yeah. And that took two bastions of news and broadcasting <laughs> to come up with that. Unaided, we didn't look that up. But uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, it's, it's like adverts, isn't it? Sometimes you can remember a fantastic advert, but you can't remember what it was for. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. was it really any good? Um, but uh, well, you know, obviously, perhaps, I don't think it's difficult to say that we have sympathy with her aims, but we're, we're, what we're debating, I guess, is her, her actual methods. Uh, methods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll have more from Matt Adams from the Hearts Advertiser a bit later. Anna from Communities First is with us now on the St Albans podcast. Hello, Anna. Hello. Hi. So uh, what are we going to be looking at this month? So this month, firstly, I'd like to talk about our peer-to-peer meetings that we are, um, that is going on for Ukrainian refugees. Um, We're promoting as part of Community Help Hertfordshire. Um, Most districts within Hertfordshire have regular opportunities for Ukrainians and hosts to meet other hosts and other people. Um, There's tremendous support can be gained from spending time with people who have shared similar experiences. Um, And it's a chance to find solutions to challenges, make friends and be understood. These opportunities are advertised on our Hearts with Ukraine website, which I will share with you. Um, but you can also contact your local community Hearts help heart, community help Hertfordshire partner, um, which I, we will put in um, the description as to where they are um, and the website to learn more about the activities this thing, such as um, Sunflower Social Group, which is in St Albans in the Wellbeing Centre every Wednesday. Um, there's wh- where is the Wellbeing Centre, for those who don't know? Uh, St Albans Road. 
Uh, where, uh, um, I think that might, well, I think it might actually be in Watford, this one. Right. Um, but it's it's run with Hearts Mind Network. It's in the Wellbeing Centre 501 St Albans Road. In Watford, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, yeah but um, only connected it with the postcode is WD24. So. Right, yeah, okay, thank yeah. you. Um, and then in Boreham Wood, we've um, Communities First are hosting um, a um, connection with other families and hosting Ukrainians, and that's in Aberford Road in Boreham Wood, which is in the evening, four till six every Wednesday. Um, and that's in our community centre, Aberford. Okay. And, and where can people find out more about that then? Um, you, you, so it's the best place. So you're going to give me a link, are you, that we'll put in the yeah, description? Yeah, so it's, it's our Hearts with Ukraine website, which is heartswithukraine.org.uk. Um, but I'll put the description, I'll put the link in the description. So heartswithukraine.org.uk. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's hearts as in Hertfordshire. Yes. Um <laughs> No, no, no. It's worth pointing that out because, yes, some people may not, may not, may not twig that. But yeah, we'll include that link uh, as well. And um, and yes, so so the, these events then uh, is this for people who are already working with or accommodating um, Ukrainian refugees, or for those who are thinking about it? Who, 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 um, it's it for those. For? It's it's for those that are hosting already, um, or or Ukrainians themselves. Um, so it's open to all on both the Homes for Ukraine scheme and the Friends and Family visa. Um, so okay. it's for hosts to meet other hosts and Ukrainians can meet other Ukrainians in the UK. Okay. And, uh, and yes, if you want to find out more information, check out the website heartswithukraine.org.uk and you can find the link to that website in our description right now and also on our website, which is stalwanspodcast.com. Uh, Anna, there was a, another thing you were going to mention as well in this part, wasn't there? Yeah. So we've also got our peer-to-peer health groups, which are peer-to-peer groups and they're due to take place at the Jolly Sailor Pub in St Albans on the first and third Thursday of each month. There's two groups. One will be a COPD specific, and that will be from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. And then there'll be a diabetes group from 12 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. These meetings are self-run, and the place where people suffering from the illnesses can go along and chat to each other about their experiences and how to manage and share hope and signpost each other and learn from each other, um, just as a support network for each other. Okay, and this is the the Jolly Sailor, which is which is sort of uh, on it's 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 on um, oh I'm trying to think of the name Sandridge Road, isn't it? And it's the end of Sandridge Road that's near the town centre end. Is that right? I'm going to take your word on that because I don't really know where the Jolly Sailor. <laughs> I'm not so good in in St Albans area. <laughs> okay. Yes, I believe so. Right, and and what were the dates for that one again? It's on the first and Thursday, first and third Thursday of the month. Okay, uh, and again, if people want to find out more, where can they get that information? They can contact us at Communities First, um, and we will pass on the information right. is it um, on your website at all i believe it will be or on our social media 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so you can find it all on there. And the links yeah. to all of that stuff is in the description of this episode right now. And again, on our website at com. We'll have more from Anna a little bit later. Hi, I'm Chris Aikman. Join me, local author Howard Linsky, and St Albans podcast producer Sam Rolfe for the St Albans Film Guide. Each week, one of us will guide you through the new releases at the cinema and on streaming services. We'll also give you our choice of the best films to watch on UK free-to-air TV for the forthcoming week. So if you're a film lover, join us for a chat about all things movie-related every week as part of the St Albans podcast. New episodes will be released every Friday morning, for more information, visit sillalbanspodcast.com or find us where any good podcasts are found. We're back with Matt Adams. What's next? Right. Well, this is the news that um, Harpenden MP Bima Falami has stepped down as Tory party vice chair. And this comes in the wake of the ongoing scandal um, affecting the party and Boris Johnson. Um, it And it comes just a few weeks after he uh, showed his support to Boris Johnson in the confidence vote. But he was um, he was on live TV uh, on sorry on talk TV on in a live interview, mm. and um, interestingly he'd come from a, a, the funeral of Michael Weaver, who um, was the long running um, councillor and former mayor of Harpenden. Um, we ran an obituary of him in the um, in the Hearts Head a few weeks ago, um, and at the funeral there was reference to his deep integrity and what it means to people in this country and I, you know whether he'd been thinking about it beforehand but it, it was almost enough to tip the scales um, and you saw him talking on on air and he was sort of saying you know he didn't think the Prime Minister had a, uh, not just his support but that of the party or the country and he should step down and then and the presenter said to him you're you know you're you know can you confirm your position because you're the, the vice chairman of the conservative party and he said probably not after having said that <laughs> yeah i mean when i watched the clip last night I, I did i mean either bim is an incredibly good actor and i don't believe he is or or a lot of that almost appeared to be spontaneous it did that's it, what i thought he was almost like, not painted into a corner but so much as he was thinking on his feet as it was happening yeah and he allowed his sort of trail of thought to lead him and it looked like he was being led by his conscience mm. which which perhaps in the past sometimes he's been accused of not doing mm. that you know of, of thinking about his own political career um which i mean this could be a calculated risk that might pay off for him because if if the prime minister does does indeed go anytime soon and then there's a new one in place there could be a job for him again so all these people who are resigning at the moment and we're not going to give you the number because it'll probably go up from the time we're recording this yeah. to the time you hear it i mean we're already at i think about 16 or 17 resignations uh, but uh, but all of those that have resigned they might well be i guess offered jobs in the new um government should there be one anytime mm. soon yeah but yeah it's very interesting times um Daisy Cooper's been very outspoken about it as well. Obviously, she's the deputy leader of the Lib Democrat, uh, Liberal Democrats. And, you know, she said the public is sick of being taken for granted and being governed by a government with no plan and no clue. <laughs> mm. did, did you see the interview that, that um, Boris gave to, I think it was the BBC last night, and he, and he did it just before those two resignations. It was, it, they broadcasted yeah. it at six, yeah. and I think he recorded it about 20 minutes before. Uh, because in that, he, he seemed somewhat apologetic but more that he was kind of apologizing for the fact that the the mp in question chris pincher um that he apologized that he'd given him another job mm. not apologize for the fact that all that week his his press office had been effectively briefing untruths yes and 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 then they even said to him is that right you called him pincher by name pincher pincher by nature and he didn't dispute that no no i know it's it's unbelievable really yeah 
and how he doesn't seem to think that the public have he doesn't seem to think oh no the public are all right with that they don't mind and i think that's not my feeling you know i think people are are sick of just not being able to trust anything that comes out of politicians mouths and he's the top one so if if you can't trust him and if 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 he's you know, and you're seeing MP after MP coming out and saying, well, I'm really sorry because I came on your programme a few days ago and it turns out I lied to you. <laughs> but, you know, that can't happen too many times, surely, before, no, before no. something serious has to change. At the end of the day, most MPs look after themselves first and foremost. And then, you know, and if they feel like they're threatened and they may lose the faith of their constituents, then they will take action to remedy that. And yeah, and, and it's, it's staggering, isn't it, to think that... Because you, can you imagine it if you were sent out to... I don't like to represent your boss and you were told what to say and people say oh but you're lying you said no no because they've assured me it's absolutely <laughs> true and it turns out a day or so later no actually not true yeah you'd be you'd feel pretty embarrassed and if you had to do that on a national scale and if you've got aspirations for higher office people aren't going to trust you for that no not at all so yeah, uh, so how do you think um, Bim's local constituents would feel about this? Because hasn't he been criticised before for how steadfastly he's remained loyal to the Prime Minister? Yeah, I don't know whether it's a case of too little, too late. But, the you know, the, there's been a lot of um, uh, opinion polls recently saying that if there was a vote this week in Hitchin and Harpenden, then the Lib Dems would win. Um, the, you know, it's an increasingly distant party and, you know, they haven't got the, the faith of their... Um, voters anymore you know mm. we only had to see that in the in the district council election so yeah yeah i don't know uh, anything goes as be, usual in politics well it'd be interesting to see what happens mm. uh, as is often now yes. the case with this it'll also be interesting to see if this does do something to help traditional tory voters in his constituency who maybe will feel you know about time that yeah he's stood yeah up. Uh, who knows but of course keep your eyes peeled on the hearts advertiser where you will find all the latest developments on that and many other stories as well and we'll have one more news story from matt a little bit later we're back with anna from communities first anna hey yeah so i just wanted to talk about some of the employee supported volunteering events that we've been doing so over the past six months, we've had two litter picking events in St Albans with Legal and General and SMG Limited. So we organise it and we provide all the materials. So I just want to promote that if there's any local businesses who are looking for team building event or want to give something back to the community, then they can get in contact with us at betterbusiness at communitiesfirst.org.uk. Okay, so, so this is where um, like the business might donate a morning of their staff's time, for example, mm-hmm. and it's and it can be used both as something that could be of community benefit and um, a, a good team building opportunity. Exactly. Okay. So they can we provide all the litter picking, we organise all the materials, we take all the rubbish away. They just give their time and their material um, and their energy to pick up the litter. And then we go from there. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, it sounds like a great initiative. And, and also for some places, it sounds like an easy way that they can come up with some kind of team, team building exercise without having to put an awful lot of thought into it. They can just get you guys to come in and run it for them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that helps everyone. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for that. And, and you've got one more thing you want to share, haven't you? Yes. So we are running a new you course in September. Um, It's called A New You. It's all about, it's a four-day course that looks at teamwork, being assertive, stress awareness, and communication and life skills. 
So it's all about building confidence and self-esteem. Um, so it's running on over four days in September and October in um, Boreham Wood. Mm-hmm. And you can register for that on our website, um, on our events page. So I'll share that with you in the description. Um, it's a great course. We've run it once already and the feedback has been brilliant. Um, it's, it's really good course to just help build your confidence, help develop new skills and, and some topics that you might not have been aware of with regard to stress awareness and developing an understanding around um, different things around that and different ways to communicate and things like that. Who, who, is, who would this be aimed at? What sort of person would, would, would be interested in this? It's open to anyone that feels that they could benefit from a little bit of confidence building. Um, so it could be that you've been out of work for a little while and you'd like to get back into work. Or it could be that actually you're working and you just feel like sometimes you're not as uh, communicating effectively as you'd like to and you'd like to learn some new skills. It, if Basically, it's open to anyone that would just like to develop some confidence. Okay, so that's the, the end of starts at the end of September, mm-hmm. and it's um, uh, f- over four mornings, nine thirty to two thirty. And, and I can see here the list uh, of the topics you're covering: uh, teamwork, being assertive, stress awareness, and communication and life skills. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds really good. And how much does that cost to register? It's a completely free course. Oh well, there you go then. So, so uh, you, you've got no excuses yep. on that front at all. Uh, it's completely free. And again, if you want to find out more, the information is on the community's first website, and there'll be a link to it in the description of this episode right now, and on our website, sanobanspodcast.com. Uh, Anna, thank you very much for sharing these opportunities with us, and uh, we look forward to hear, um, hearing more from you in the not too distant future. Thank you. I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story, and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week, I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is, you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for the St. Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's one-to-one with Elspeth, part of the St. Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. We return now to Matt Adams from the Hearts Advertiser for one more news story this week. Matt. Yes. Well, for decades, we have been covering the ongoing fight against a strategic rail freight interchange, a rail freight depot in Park Street um, on the site of the former Radlett Airfield. Um, It's been very quiet for quite some time on this, um, but now um, it's reared its ugly head again and it's really not very good news. Seems that the um, developers, Segro, formerly known as Helioslough, 
have confirmed they uh, are aiming to complete the purchase of the site by the end of the year and look to start enabling works within the next 12 months. Okay, just to give a little bit of like background on this, this was the thing that originally the county council rejected and the, the district council rejected it. There was a uh, high court appeal. County right. council have never rejected it, but they own the land, right? Well, most of the land. Okay, but then wasn't it the was it Eric Pickles, wasn't it, who was the, the minister responsible for this at the time? Mm. Who uh, it wasn't it pretty much as he was leaving that post, as he was going out the door, he reversed the decision, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, and basically said um, gave them planning permission for it. Right, yeah. but the but the the count the county council have the authority to actually just reject this, but have never no, done that. No, they can't reject it because it's not they're not the planning authority. What they can do is refuse to sell the land. But um, sorry, that that's yeah, kind of what I meant. Yeah, but. they would have it. Would, you know, because it's you know it's uh, the history of it and the and the sort of the, you know they have a duty to get um, the most financial return on this land. So um, whether they would is another matter entirely they've always you know sat on the fence we spoke to them this week and they said they are in discussions but no deal has been agreed okay um, can, can we also just i mean this is perhaps going over old news but can we also just sort of clarify what they're actually proposing to build there what a strategic rally yeah is so it's um basically um a 3.5 million pounds square area of greenbelt uh, will be converted into a massive rail and lorry park complete with warehouses lorries container storage and hgv parking um it brings thousands of heavy goods vehicles per day and you know it's expected would cause huge disruption to the surrounding roads and commuter rail links and now wasn't it also at one point that there was another site somewhere in reading and the and the council and the authority there wanted it, and and it had a, it already had an existing infrastructure where this thing could go. But but the developers were very keen on it being the, at Park Street, not yeah. on the other side. Yeah, that's right. They wanted it because it's obviously like right in the slap bang in the middle of the M25. So from there you can get everywhere. You've got the M1, the the A1, the M25, all those routes. So it's you know it's ideally placed uh, for uh, for the developers. But you know residents have just been fearing this forever because it's just going to completely changed the countryside around them i mean i remember years ago interviewing somebody from is it strife was it yeah the the the, the campaign group that yes. were lobbying against Stop the this. railway exchange and they had spent a fortune on legal fees to to win challenges that were then being subsequently overturned on mm. appeal yeah and i remember us celebrating the victory on this um <laughs> some many years ago and thinking it was all over but of course eric pickles stuck his pause in yeah um, we contacted Strife, who um, have been pretty much on the back burner for for quite some time, and they're, they're sort of, you know, reawakening, as it were. Um, and they're now, you know, kind of trying to establish what the situation is. One of the key things is about network rail and the train slots needed for the freight trains, because uh, such busy commuter lines, um, it's fitting in extra freight tra- travel. It's never been established how they were going to do this. Uh, network rail never actually... Ad- you know told anybody what the plan would be okay so this isn't great news not necessarily bad news either but but um but this is still a very very long way off isn't it because they've not actually sold the land yet. no but they're expecting to you know finalize something by you know in the next few months and then oh, okay. you know by the end of the year they're saying so that's not because wasn't there even an offer from St Albans City Football Club at one point for the land? <laughs> yeah, they were always looking for somewhere to go, aren't they? But they they were. I seem to remember them saying that the they felt that the the council had undervalued the land because it was only valued from the point of view of 
selling it to the Heliosan for a rail freight. Mm-hmm. But if it was used for different purposes, the land would have had far greater value. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff like that, whether it, you know, it's better to have it actually as housing. But the whole idea is behind a lot of the campaign has been, we don't want it developed at all. This is greenbelt land and, you know, there isn't that need for it. Especially, I mean, it's, you know, you're looking at something that, that is now getting on for 20 years old, the whole idea of rail freight depots and mm. stuff. Do, do we still need that that set up one can't help but Has wonder though changed well yeah possibly but you know you can't help but wonder if maybe the attitude should be well if we're going to have something on there at least let's find something we could all live with and mm-hmm. maybe you know housing um sports facilities or you know other things perhaps would be more palatable than dirty great big lorries going yeah. in and out of the problem countryside. is they said grow i've only got permission for a rail freight depot so they can't go ahead with anything else no, but it's quite possible that if if the, uh, as I understand it, if the county council were were open to offers or suggestions that other people might there might be yeah, a bit but if they sold it to someone else um, who wasn't Segro, they wouldn't have planning permission because Segro have got planning permission. So, ah, so, okay. Yeah, it's very it's it's all sort of tied up in knots really. And also, they must have spent so much money on this themselves now that I'd imagine they would litigate heavily if if anything would oh, get in the way. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and maybe that's partly what the county council are frightened of. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, this story has rumbled on for years. This will rumble on for years more, no doubt, uh, at various stages. But again, all of this stuff was covered very comprehensively by the Hearts Advertiser. Do make sure you keep abreast of what's happening by following them in the print edition that comes out on a Thursday and on their website as well, heartsad.co.uk. Matt, thank you. And uh, we'll have more from you next week. Thank you. Uh, And also thanks to Anna from Communities First uh, for her contributions today. Next week, uh, our very own book correspondent, Claire Hobbert, is back and she's talking Hadrian's Wall. We'll find out more about that next week. Coming up later this week, we have the film guide with Chris Aikman looking at uh, the latest uh, happenings in the cinema and uh, on films on our small screens at home as well. And then uh, we've got another Dagenham Street Baptist Church virtual service with Simon Carver on Sunday and more from Elspeth Jackman on Monday. Find out more about us on our website, stalbanspodcast.com and on the social media platforms where we are um, available. We are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram where we are at St Albans Podcast. See ya. Thanks for listening to this edition of the St. Albans Podcast with Danny Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a podcast platform of your choice. This will help us reach more listeners. Join us, the St. Albans Podcast, next Wednesday for more news, views and reviews. In the meantime, commit no nuisance. Produced by Samantha Rolfe. Logo and artwork by David Ellis. This is an independent production in association with the Heart Advertiser. If you would like to become a community partner or a sponsor of the podcast, please visit stalbanspodcast.com for more details.